What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, the real Ed Oliver, Brandon Scott, and we are live. Bradley Bill is open to a deal. Sean Sharana reports in the Athletic reports that Bradley Bill will be open to a deal if the Washington Wizards decide to rebuild. Let's talk about it. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, so of course we got to talk about the big news. A lot of fans are happy. A lot of Wizards fans are happy. A lot of Wizards fans are rejoicing. This is something that they wanted to hear. Of course, it's not set in stone just yet. There is the if. But I do think it's going to happen. Um, so I'll read the, the tweet here before we get into our takes here. Um, Sham Sharania tweeted this yesterday at about 1.05. Woj put out a tweet as well. Um, he says, just in, the Washington Wizards and Bradley Bill will work together to find a trade for the three-time All-Star if the team elects to reset the roster in the near future. League sources tell me and Josh Robbins from The Athletic. So, Brandon, what's your thoughts on, on uh, the tweet from Sham Sharania? Wow, man. You know, this has been a heck of an all-season so far. You know, there's major changes with this team, and it's just my optimism is going higher. Um, but let's not get ahead of ourselves yet. I'm with you, E. I think it is a likely outcome at this point. I think he will be moved. Now, there are suitors out there. Miami is one big target, I think, that we need to look at. But let's look at the flip side here. Um, there's a lot of factors that can prevent him from being traded. That contract. We, we knew it was a mistake when he signed it. We knew it was a mistake the whole time. We knew it was an, just an atrocity of a, of a contract. When you look at the money involved, the no trade clause, the 15% no, uh, uh, trade kicker, and now it comes out that he has the ability to dictate <laughs> what package we get in return. I mean, this is this quite frankly, because we were talking about before the show, man, this is quite frankly can go down as one of the worst NBA contracts of all time because the amount of power and money you gave a guy who – Let's call it. I like Brad, man. He's a good, good player. He's not a number one option. And you gave him the bag and a lot of responsibility and leeway with his contract for a guy that, quite frankly, is not the guy who's going to lead a franchise. Um, so you got to look at the factor. You know, a lot of teams, you know, Philadelphia, the Sixers already said they're out. Uh, Boston Scissors out. You know, the, the, I think there is a dark horse team coming out there. I think it's going to be Golden State is a team to look at, especially with what's going on with Clay with their hesitancy to sign him long-term. But I think it's likely he's moved, but, man, it's going to be a tricky one. And I want everybody to realize that, you know, do not look at moves like uh, DeJounte Murray or Robert um, Gobert, <laughs> Robert, Rudy Gobert, as a measuring stick because you're not going to get that. You know, the fact of the matter, his contract alone is is craziness. But then if you throw, the, the you know, the no-trade clause and the kicker, it's going to be hard, man. It's going to be hard because so – at any potential deal, you're looking at a return of just getting his contract off the books. It's going to be the biggest reward. Now, I do think that in any package, you're going to get a young guy. You're going to get an aspiring contract and maybe a pick. You're not going to get more than one first round. You're just not. I'm sorry. You know, I mean, there's been packages where we're getting a couple from the Knicks. And I think, you know, the Knicks, that pick, that we can get that pick back from them. 
but it's going to be hard. And you really have to think about any potential return. The biggest plus about it is going to be getting his contract off the books because I don't see multiple first rounders. It's not because it's, it's a crazy contract, man. We knew it. And it's just one of those things. It's like, I'm, I'm a historian, man. When you look at things in history and you're looking at, you know, especially with like bad regimes or dictators, you know, after the matter, I'm not calling Tommy Shepard a dictator or anything like that, but I'm trying to find context. Right. So any era in history, you always look at behind the scenes and say, how bad was it really? And now you look back after the Tommy Shepard era, and you kind of unfold the Larry Onion and what it was, it's craziness, man. I mean, you gave this guy that amount of money, and then you turn around and gave him a no-trade clause, which nobody in the league has, then a 15% kicker, and then now he can dictate what we get in return? I said this before, and I'm going to say it again. He handcuffed us, man. Not just Brad. It ain't all on Brad. He got his bag. You know, I talk a lot about generational uh, wealth. Tommy Shepard. You best believe, man. He ain't leaving the house for a while because <laughs> people ain't happy. That is crazy. It's, it's, in, in my opinion, I mean, there's people that share this sentiment. This going down is one of the worst contracts in NBA history. It is. I mean, it's just it's, it's abysmal. So, yeah, t- right now is the time to move on. And, I mean, right now, I mean, <laughs> because the older he gets, the more he gets. So it's time to move on. And I think, but I'm going to reiterate that, you know, him and his contract coming off the books is going to be the reward. We're not going to get a big haul. You know, even if, you know, you're looking at Miami, you know, you're going to get a young player. Um, you're going to get an inspiring deal. It may be a first-round pick, but don't get your hopes up at getting any kind of Rudy Gobert or DeJounte Murray type of package because you're not going to get it. But, you know, I think it's welcome news for this franchise because we're making all the right moves. We brought in a whole new front office where you got not one, not two, but three guys who could be a general manager on the NBA team. You have a think tank that, I'm telling you, man, they're making all the right decisions. They're they look, they talked to Bill. They said, look, this is what the vision is going forward. You want to be a part of it? Cool. If not, we are going to help you with the process of finding a home for you to go to a contender and get yours. And I hope that Brad goes somewhere and he's successful and he gets his. But we need to rebuild. We need to start off. We need to hit that reset button. And this is the first domino to fall. It's going to be a hard contract to movie. It's going to be hard. But I think that it's likely, you know, because he has interest. I think that to me, there, there are two candidates. I don't see my I don't see uh Milwaukee. I see Miami and I see Golden State. I'm going to tell you why. You know, Jordan Poole is a name that's been floated that could be a player thrown in the return. Like I said, Clay Thompson, they're not 100% about him being long-term because they want the carry. They, they want to stay in contention for at least one or three more years. That's the talk in Golden State. They want to, you know, keep it rolling with Draymond and, uh, and Steph and add another piece. So I, I see it, Golden State being a dark horse. But Miami, I think, is the is the key destination to look at because – you know, Tyler Hero is, is an intriguing name. Is a young guy. You know, Robinson, Duncan Robinson, you know, is kind of a throw in, but he's a shooter and maybe a pick. But, you know, the pick situation is kind of weird. But, yeah, I'm again, man, I'm, I'm going to reiterate that you got to look at his contract coming off the books as the big plus here. You're not going to get a lot for Brad, but he will be the first domino to fall. And it's going to be a wild all season for the Wizards. But I think this is finally it. This is what we've been waiting on, praying for. <laughs> I'm telling you, rebuild is coming to DC. So I'm, I'm very optimistic. I'm happy. Well, you had a lot of good points. I think they want to get this done before the draft. I think Will Dawkins and, and Michael Winger and Travis Slay. I think they want to get this before, done before the draft on the 22nd, which is less, which is basically a week uh, away from today. They want to recoup uh, as many picks as they can get. But to piggyback off your points, yeah, I don't think we're going to get multiple picks. You're not going to get a Donovan Mitchell Hall, Rudy Gobert. 
or DeJounte Murray type of hole. You're just not. It's unfortunate that no trade clause, just how much power he has with it. I did not know. I knew he could pick the team that he wanted to go to, but I didn't know he could deny the package that comes back. So even if we do make a trade with the Heat and they want to send us Tyler Hero, Decker Robinson, uh, maybe Kayla Martin or, or Gabe Vince or whoever in, in two first-round picks, he can say no if he really, really wants to play with Gabe Vincent or Tyler Hero or whoever, and then they may just have to send us Kyle Lowry, who I definitely don't want. Um, so it, it's unfortunate that he has that much power. We'll see how this works out. Even Brian Windhorse, he tweeted out that he's he he thinks that a lot of people are going to be surprised or shocked about how low the value is that we get back. So we're hearing that from an insider, Brian Windhorse, who knew who called that Rudy Gobert was going to get traded last year uh, on on first take. So that's that's some insight right there. So I think a lot of Wizards fans, uh, it's wise not to get your hopes up about the package that's going to come back. Um, I do think Michael Winger and, and Will Dawkins are going to slank. They're going to do their best to bring something back. And I think Bill is going to try to help us out too. But at the end of the day, I mean, you can't even send them to, you know, maybe – Somewhere like Charlotte, I don't think Charlotte uh, wants to trade for Bradley Bill, but even somewhere like that, and where they, maybe they could get the second pick of the draft. That's just hypothetically speaking. Or the Blazers, uh, what if the Blazers do just say, "Hey, we want to send you Simons and the third pick of the draft," but Brad's like, "Hey, I don't want to live in Portland. I don't want to take my two kids and, and, and his wife Kamaya and live in Portland. I'd rather live in Miami. I'd rather live in L.A. I'd rather live in New York." But the Portland pick, where you could possibly get Scoot Henderson and Anthony Simons, that's probably the best package, really, that I like out there that could be a possibility, but I don't think the Blazers are going to do that. But just getting back to the actual news that this is going to happen, uh, the GMs, like all these GMs, they came from rebuilding situations. Michael Winger, the first move that he had to make when he was a part of the Clippers front office is to trade Blake Griffin. So that that's similar to the Bradley Bill situation. Um, you look at Travis Schlenk, he came into a rebuilding situation drafting Trey Young. They made it to an Eastern Conference Finals. Um, and the Will Dawkins, of course, he came up under Sam Presti, who is one of the, the pioneers of rebuilding and, and drafting and getting a bunch of first-round picks in return, getting Chet Holgram, Josh Giddey, um, traded for Shea Gilgis-Alexander. They had to trade Russ. They had to trade Paul George. So I just knew when they hired these guys, and Ted Leonsis finally, finally said that he's open to a rebuild. He finally said that he's going to let the GM in the front office have full autonomy. I knew these guys were happy to hear that. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have taken the job if they weren't allowed to do that. I think before they even knew they they signed up for the job that they wanted to move on and rebuild this team. And then we we got the notification about Porzingis with his option yesterday that he is look at Keith Smith announced this. We don't know how true it is. We don't know how if Porzingis really is going to opt in for the 36 million. I that told me because Tommy Shepard, he wanted to bring back Porzingis for multiple years, but now since Porzingis is probably going to take this one year uh, option, I think they're going to, uh, they're going to sign him to the option or he's going to opt in. I think they're going to eventually trade him. Kuzma, they're probably going to do a sign and trade with him. I do, I do think everybody's gone. I do think this gets done before the draft on Thursday. I think that's the best move too, because it's a good draft. It's a good draft. We want more first round picks. Um, even the middle of the draft, the, the heat, the heats pick the 18th pick, you can still get a good player. Maybe Jordan Hawkins, Maxwell Lewis, one of those guys at the middle of the draft. So I do think they need to get this done before the draft, in my opinion. I know if they don't get the best hole, I, I don't think his value is going to go down or up, to be honest with you. And then Tony Kornheiser, he hit the nail on the head. I know a lot of people are not fond of him, but after John Wall went down, Bradley Bill, our record has been 129 and 179. So we are below 500 by 50 games. In the last three seasons, he's missed 86 games. I want to thank Brad for his services. Very good player. Number two option, number three option. But as this number one guy that we've been trying to force to happen, it just hasn't worked. 
So I just think it's, it's best for mo- both sides to move on. Of course, a lot of people said we should have traded him two years ago. When, when Russell Westbrook requested a trade to uh, the Lakers, they could have moved on from him. And the Warriors had a package that they allegedly wanted to send us. So um, it, I think it's a time for it's time for a new chapter for Brad. It's time for a new chapter for the Wizards. And it's time to start fresh. So I'm, I'm just really intrigued to see uh, the next moves for this for this roster and this franchise. Oh, me as well. I'm ready. Lord have mercy. I am so ready. <laughs> I want to rebuild, man. I'm trying to tell you, man. <laughs> I've been wanting to rebuild for three years. Mm-hmm. Real talk. Because I just, I did, I, the ceiling, the up, I mean, you can only go so far where Brad is your number one. I mean, you can only put so many pieces around that contract. That contract is is is, is albatross, man. It's, it's, it's abysmal. But I'm going to say this. This is one point that, you know, this is another perspective I'm going to bring up. Legacy. He controls his legacy in the eyes of Wizards fans right now because you go ahead and you net us a trash return. Okay. You're going to get booze when you get back. Right now it's legacy. You know, you know the fact of the matter is, yes, thank you for your service. I've made it known. He's my third favorite wizard behind Arenas and Wall. Big fan of his game. My criticism has been this crazy contract. Because, number one, when you sign a Supermax for that amount and those incentives, you're telling me that you're on a certain tier as a player. You need to be that guy to take the last shot. You need to be have that dog mentality. You're not sitting there joking around with Tatum on the, on the sidelines and smiling, or you're getting blown out and you're at the free throw line smiling like it's all good. No, you know he did not. He did not live up to the expectations that comes with that contract, and and and, and it is what it is. He's not a number one. You know he's a, he's a complimentary piece, perfect next to a point guard like John Wall or Russell Westbrook. Perfect, because look at what they did with him and John Wall in the same backcourt. But you know, in that one year with him and Russ. All-star year. He averaged over 30. But he's just not that guy, man. But the legacy, you know, how he leaves through this situation is going to say a lot about what his legacy is in D.C. Because if he, you know, it, I mean, I don't see why it's unreal to expect him to at least do us a favor and, and get a return that's going to help us with a rebuild. Yeah, you can argue. Yeah, he signed so many contracts. He's been here so long. He was loyal. Well, on the flip side, we paid you how many times? So it, it's, it's two sides, you know, the same coin. Yeah, I get it. He was loyal, but very loyal to him also. You know, look at the track record of these daggone Supermaxes in D.C. Look, Ted need to slow down with the Supermaxes. You know, it's, it's just D.C., period. Juwan Howard got one, got traded. Gil got one, knee went out. Wall got one. We know what happened with that. We paid Otto Porter, of all people. Got He, he was traded. We have to stop, reset, build from the ground up. Let's find a, a young core that we can develop and find chemistry over the course of the next one to three years. And then when it's time to get those pieces to bring guys to DC, we do that. But enough, enough with the mediocrity, man. Bill ain't the guy, you know, I'm with you. Clear the slate, sign and uh, trade Kuzma, trade KP, trade bill, get all the trade assets and expiring deals and young players you can. And let's reset this thing. Because I, I fully believe that this new front office wants to bring a championship to DC. The fan base, craves a championship in dc and we deserve it look oh good god look at the teams we've had to sit through look at the draft picks we've had to sit through y'all Vesley. oh my lord that alone that's just some loyalty points i mean we've had to sit through some abysmal crazy just hard to watch basketball in the district man i mean people don't realize i mean a championship we haven't had one since 1978 let that sink in i wasn't even alive yet i mean it's just it's 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 craziness what we've had to sit through man no, this is the time to reset. Let's look. Let's get them up out of here. Thank you for your service. I appreciate what you've done for DC, what you've done for the community. 
Can't say enough about your character. Appreciate you, bro. But it's time to move on. So, now, nah, man, it's a breath of fresh air, and it is way overdue. You know, Ted, man, he knows, look, it's time to roll because you can only be mediocre for so long. E, and it just gets to the point where we knew his contract was crazy. But the NBA world and a lot of analysts are just laughing at us because it, that contract and the incentives that comes with it is that daggone crazy. I mean, you gave this man I, – I, I don't even know what to say, man. I mean, <laughs> no trade clause, 15% trade kicker. And then he dictate, he dictates the return. Oh, my Lord. Tommy Shepard, man. Bro, <laughs> stay home. Stay home for the next six months, man. Don't even go out and get nothing to eat. Because I'm telling you, he, I mean, just when you, like I said, when you go back and you look behind the scenes of the Tommy Shepard uh, era, abysmal. It just makes you shake your head how he was so incompetent in that front office, man. And it is so refreshing to get executives in the front office that know what they're doing. So, hey, man, thank you for service, but peace, Brad. Right. All right, we're going to get a quick word here. We're going to get into uh, the reports about some teams that are interested in trade for Bradley Bill, some teams that are not, that have already announced that they're not. But before we do get to that, today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. I got a couple pair of shorts from Bird Dogs, so shout out, for, shout out to them in the mail, and they just feel really good. I work out, on, work out, on, I work out in them, go out for a walk, everything. Uh, cookout grill in summertime, so I look good in my bird dog shorts. Shout out to bird dogs. Bird dogs uh, fits, fix the issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dogs uses anti stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. So I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Wizards your first lesson every day. Now, Locked on NBA's mock draft special is here and it's bigger than ever. Follow along the entire first round in a six episode ultimate mock draft experience. Only Locked on can deliver. All episodes are available now on Locked on NBA Big Board on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so um, the teams that are not interested, the Celtics, which is somewhat surprising because uh, the whole Jason Tatum-Bradley Bill connection. Uh, the Sixers already said that they're not uh, con- they're not interested per sources uh, because they do believe Tyrese Maxey is, has all-star potential, so they'd rather just pay him rather than paying Bradley Bill the $51 million uh, per year. Uh, and then there was also a report saying that the Wizards are interested in moving up into the top three, so we'll see how that works out if they're able to do that. Um, but we'll talk about some trade packages here as well. Um, so one trade package that I saw, I mean, Bobby Marks, he put out a couple trade pa- packages that are really, really not good at all for the Wizards. Um, one he put out was like Brad for Evan Fournier, Mitchell Robinson, Derrick Rose, a 2024 first round pick that's owned by the Wizards. Um, and then a 2025 top 14 protected first round pick. So was there a trade that you like that you've seen or what do you think about this one? Uh, I'm I'm kind of torn between a, a potential Knicks trade and Miami. Looking at mm-hmm. Miami, uh, I think the biggest package was Tyler Hero, uh, Duncan Robinson, and I got to take a look at the pick situation because I know they're they're hurting on picks. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's realistically that's going to be a package you get. You're going to get a young guy. You're going to get. I know Duncan Robinson's not an expiring deal, so maybe you look at Kyle Lowry. I'm not big on him either. Mm-hmm. Or, but that's going to be it, man. You, I mean, maybe you get a trade partner that has some picks. Like, and then, you know, when, when it comes to the Knicks, we can get our pick back. But you're mm-hmm. not going to get anything compared to Rudy Gobert. 
You're not mm-hmm. because that contract. So I'm looking at something that to me, the one I would take and the one I like is Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. Maybe you throw a pick in there. Maybe you throw maybe a, a Sally Filler in there. Like you said, Caleb Martin. But I think that's realistically what we're going to get in return for Bradley Bill, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Bucks being interested is odd to me. I don't see anything that they have on their roster uh, that they would send our way. I know Chris Middleton's a free agent. Drew Holiday's talking about retiring. So nobody on that roster. I know they don't have a lot of picks either because they just traded picks for Drew Holiday as well. Um, the Heat is a team that's been interested in Bradley Bill for like the last four or five years. Bam Adebayo was wearing a Bradley Bill jersey one time in a press conference after the game. Um, so, I mean, the the easy one, of course, is the Tyler Hero one, Duncan Robinson, and then like maybe Gabe Vincent or Nikola Jovic. And they, um, uh, they have the 18th pick this year and then maybe like another pick in like 2027. That one may be the one that we have to do just because we can't get anything else. Now, a sleeper team I like is, is possibly the the Pelicans or um or the Mavericks. The Mavericks have the 10th pick, but they don't have a lot of players to really give us. So I would love to have the eighth and the 10th pick of the draft. Um, so those are some teams that I've I've looked at. Of course, the Knicks, there was a report that we were interested in quickly and Obi Toppin. So it would be something like quickly top in our first round pick back. And then you probably have to take a bad contract and Evan Fournier back. He's making 18 mil. Um, maybe Derrick Rose as well. Or you could do like quickly R.J. Barrett, 2024 first, um, and then another first. That might be too much for the Knicks uh, to give up. And then maybe Brad may, might say no to that because he wants to play with R.J. Barrett. So that's the thing, too, that could really hurt us. If if the Knicks were offering something like that and then Brad's like, no, I want to play with R.J. Barrett, then, you know, we have to we have to go with what Brad says and then take, you know, quickly or Derrick Rose and Evan Fournier in a first round pick and Obi Toppin. Yeah, I mean, that's just the situation we're in, everybody. I mean, you're not going to get a huge return. And I and I see comments that, you know, people aren't really happy about potential title. I mean, that's, that's the thing. That That is the best case scenario. That And that's what I'm saying. When you look at what transpired here, man, under Tommy Shepard, and really you got to look at Ted Leonsis a little bit. And, you know, he's oh, starting to really – Oh, absolutely, because mm-hmm. he's taking responsibility. You really look at behind the scenes at how bad it was. How abysmal, how incompetent it was. I mean, this much power. He dictates what we get. Oh my lord. I mean, he, I mean, oh, I want to, you know, I want to play with him. I'm like, oh, really? I, oh man, Telion says, man, I, you know, I, I hope you take this time to really change certain things. You know, don't be so quick to hand out these supermaxes. You know, really change, you know, how you do things and you know, as far as running the scene. You know, I think this is a chance for a lot of people involved with this franchise to start over and start changing things about how this team is run, man, because it just, like I said, when you go back and look at how, this whole Bradley Bill situation, it is so crazy. There's the amount of power we gave him. But, I mean, you know, I think that's the best case scenario. I mean, the Knicks, yeah, I can see that. But Miami, to me, and I get it, a lot of people aren't high on Tyler Hero. I mean, look, Tyler Hero's got potential, man. You know, he, he's got potential. He's still young. Um, but I, you know, one team, that's, like I said, I mentioned before, Gotta look at Golden State. I think the, you know the, he was. They were linked to Bradley Bill uh, one or two years ago, especially when they had those two draft picks and they were dangling. Look, I'm just saying, Kaminga, Moses Moody, they they have some young pieces who can defend, who can shoot the three. So Golden State is one phone call that I'm going to make. Now, do they do they listen to us? Maybe, maybe not. It depends on how long they really want to keep the contention window open for Steph and Clay because and uh, Draymond, you know because. The, the windows is getting is, is starting to close a little bit on, on that core group in Golden State. So, but you got to flip it. This is contract. It, right now is the time to flip it. He has to be the first domino. 
because you know, like I said, signing trade for Kuz and KP, I think, you know, especially with KP opting into his player contract or player option, excuse me, um, likelihood he's going to be moved. So this is the golden time to wipe the slate, the slate clean. So we have to capitalize. But you know, I'm gonna reiterate, man, we are not gonna get a return that's gonna wow anybody. You're gonna get a young guy, you're gonna get an inspiring deal, and maybe a pick. But and this is just gonna cap off a very disappointing era in Wizards basketball, man. It's that the Bradley Bill era is always gonna be known as the era that. We just we waited too long. We tried to put a guy who's a third or second option and make him the guy, and it just didn't work. So it's time to definitely move that going on, man. Right, yeah. I'm going to say one more trade. I mean, I think the Pelicans, I think the Warriors too, because the Warriors had interest, you know, Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga. I know they wanted to – at that time, it was the 7th and 14th pick. And then uh, I think at that time they had Andrew Wiggins. They were going to send that package to us for Brad when uh, right after Russ requested a trade. Um, but the Pelicans, they're somewhat of a sleeper team. I mean, if I know a Bleacher Report trade was saying Bradley, Bill, CJ McCollum, Dyson Daniels, and pick number 14. I'm not the biggest fan of, of Dyson Daniels. If it was like CJ McCollum, Trey Murphy, Dyson Daniels, and pick 14, I think that's something to consider because you get a really young talent in Trey Murphy. Um, but we'll talk about that a little bit more. And then get to the comments. The comments are, are lighting up. There's 86 people in here. Are, you guys, before we get started, make sure you guys are respectful in the chat, of course, and uh, definitely be respectful as possible for sure. So we definitely read some comments. But before we do that, we're going to get a quick word for Brad. Yes, sir. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Now, I go to a lot of games. If it's baseball seasons, Nats and O's, football, Commanders, and basketball, obviously, the Wiz Kids. But buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy shows, and theaters near you. With killer deals and last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, which is big for me. Get exclusive flash deals and tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy shows, theater, and more. Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. That's what I'm talking about. Get images you'll see before you buy so you know exactly where you will be sitting. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you are set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag tickets without stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. And again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download Game Time Day, last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Right. And there's one quote that I see. This Sam, Sam Amico put this out this morning. He said, a rival executive on Bradley Bill quote says, a wonderful guy and teammate, not a championship player. Volume score shoots a lot. It's good. The Wizards are trying to move him. You should get a lot more for the money. So, I mean, it's just reiterating what we always say, like, you know, him getting that money, good player, but just not worth that money, especially when you win 35 games back to back. The one year that you do make the playoffs or the play in with Bradley Bill, you won 34 games. You went 34 and 38. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just time to move on, man. And um, like you said before, Ted, uh, Ted and Tommy, man, I don't know why they gave him the keys to the city. Um, they gave him, you know, a Hollywood star in DC, everything. They gave him everything that they asked for. Great guy, though. Um, did a lot of good things in the community. Uh, won that award. It was like a community assist award or something like that. I remember that. So he's done a lot of great job. A lot of good things in the city uh, for the young boys in the high school. I think it was like an all-boy high school or something like that, giving out turkey. So just a great guy, of course. Um, but, yeah, some of the body language definitely uh, was a turnoff. And uh, just the late-game turnovers certainly were a turnoff for sure. But uh, we'll get into the comments here. All right. Um Michael Wilder says, hey, guys, thanks for the steady stream of broadcast. I've been following this closely, and it seems like nothing has changed since the last few years. 
feel like the media is the one driving this. Um, I don't think the, the media is driving. I think this is actually real. Only reason why I think this is actually real because it's a new front office. It's Michael Winger, it's Will Dawkins, and it's Travis Schling. All these guys are rebuild guys. They all have uh, new, innovative, uh, young ways of, of thinking, in my opinion. Will Dawkins is, what, 36, 37 years old. Just came up from under uh, Sam Presti, learning from under him. And if you look at the Thunder, what they've done, they, they traded a bunch of guys, Russ, Chris Paul, Paul George for picks, and they rebuilt that team. And I think Will Dawkins wants to come in and do something similar to that and just collect picks, collect assets. It's going to take some time. We're going to be bad probably for two or three years. Um, but I think it, it's better than just being the middle of the pack and not even making the playoffs. I'd rather do that and build and get some young talent in here. And Ted said it, too, in the interview with the Woj podcast. He said when he first came in, they had Gilbert, they had Corona Anton. That team, you know, their their window closed. They had a couple good years, made it to the second round. It was time to move on. They traded all three of those guys. They rebuilt. They got John. They got Brad and Otto. And guess what? We made the playoffs as well. Didn't We didn't reach where we were supposed to be, but that time was probably the best uh, peak of Wizards basketball in the last 10 years, other than the Gil Corona and Antonio years. So it's basically what we have, we're going to have to do to, again, comparing it to the solid three who none of them made the all-star game last year. They all need to be traded. They all need to move on. And in the interview with Athletic too, Michael Winger said, if you want to win now, you're going to have to do it somewhere else. And he probably had that conversation with Brad and they're, they're talking now and it's time. To, so I think the, the smoke is real. The fire is real. I think this is going to happen. I really think, I think it's going to happen before the draft. And, and it needs to happen before the draft. Oh, absolutely. Look, this this front office got competency. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They're not messing around. It's time to move on. It's time to flip them for whatever you can flip them for as far as assets. But look, you guys need to re- realize this. You know, with a rebuild, like you said, e, we're rebuilding. We're not going to be good. You know, it's all about developing young talent and trying to get a young core to find chemistry and build them up to a contender. And I think with this front office, we have the ability to do that. But it has to be patience. You're going to sit through two, three years of bad teams you know we but to do it right this is how you this it has to happen because you cannot continue to be mediocre and try to make things that they're not man and it's just not i mean he's not a number one option and and it's the solid three they're solid three for a reason not a big three for a reason because they're not a big three (laughs) they didn't kyle kuzma himself admitted to that they're not a big three so i don't think it's really the media and you really can argue maybe the franchise is pushing a lot of stories out there to get things started because best you best believe this franchise wants to move on you know, they, I mean, because you can't, I mean, the, the fan base has spoken. Yeah, you have your like 15 people that want them to stay, but most of your franchise, uh, most of your fans, this fan base wants us to trade him and move on. It, it's time st- to stop it, man. How many, I mean, here, here's another perspective I'm going to throw at you guys real quick. Every year that we keep trying to run it back with a mediocre squad, how many draft picks, how many guys do we see get drafted and go and become good players that we could have drafted if we decided to? rebuild we've watched talent go by time and time again trying to run back a mediocre squad no stop now's the time to let's get some young talent in the draft man stop messing around and you know it's just it's just it's just so abysmal this what we've had to sit through with tommy shepherd 110 percent um kybernetics collectibles says build a miami please that number 18 pick would be great for this front office to have time to finally rebuild um, there's 102 people in the chat. So shout out to you guys. Make sure you guys hit that like button. Um, yeah, I, I like that. I think the number 18 pick would be a good pick. It just depends on what players you get back from Miami. Of course, Hero is a guy that you hear his name brought up a lot. Um, you saw that they were six, the Heat were successful without him in the playoffs this year. And then Duncan Robinson, you look at his contract um, just for salary filler. 
to make the numbers work. So it'd be probably those two guys pick 18 and then maybe another pick. I think they have a, they have a 2027 pick. Uh, so they probably throw that in there. So that's, that's probably what the trade would look like. Well, I think the trade, if you are able to get the number 18 pick, um, that's, I think that's a reward behind a potential deal with the hero and Robinson. Cause think like this, they could turn around and flip them, you know? So it's not to say that hero and Robinson is going to be in DC for the long run you can flip them at the deadline and get more assets. And I think that's one option you got to look at as far as getting any kind of return is that, oh, Lord, we're getting on Zion. But uh, it's looking at, you know, assets that you can turn around and flip. Right. Um, Nelson Mitchell says Zion to the Wizards will be fired. Brandon Ingram, too. I don't see that happening. Um, just the stuff going. But there are reports that Zion is going to be traded. And then if would Zion want to stay in D.C., he wants to be in a big market which is what the front office is trying to make this the Wizards or DCB. The DC really should be a big market. It shouldn't be a small medium market like it is right now. There's just no excuse for it. Um, just the city, the amount of people in the city, it's the nation's capital. Um, it, it is a destination city. It's a vacation city. People come here to see um, all the monuments and stuff like that. It, it's a it's a it's a beautiful city. Good food, all that. It should not be a small medium market. Um, See some? Uh, did you see any other comments that stand out to you? <laughs> There's a lot of funny comments here, man. It's great. Yeah, man. Uh, um, to kind of piggyback on Zion real quick, E. Um, I'm, a lot of athleticism, a lot of potential, but look, man, I I, I don't want Zion here. I'm gonna tell you why because he's not a professional. You know, I don't care about the off the court stuff. You know, whatever. I could care less. It's to me is I, I shouldn't have to force a grown man who's a millionaire to get in shape. You know, I, I want a guy who's gonna. You, you don't have to tell to get in shape and go into the gym and improve his game. You know, you get him in D.C. with them half smokes and daggone mumble songs. My God. Man, I see Zion again. (laughs) But Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram, I would take in a minute. KD Light. I I like Brandon Ingram, man, so we could get him. Yeah, the thing is – oh, go ahead. Just finish. Oh, I'm good, bro. Yeah, the thing is, I just don't see the Pelicans giving up Brandon Ingram. At this point, Brandon Ingram just made an all-star game. So I don't see them giving him up, especially the way he's playing. And he's more reliable. He missed a lot of – he missed a couple of games too. But you you know what you're getting from him. You, you know he's going to be in shape. He's going to be available. So I, I highly doubt they give him up. Um, Zion, I, the only – like the only reason why I would not trade for him is because I don't know if he would want to stay in D.C. because he wants to be in a, in a big market. And – you brought up some good points too, man. You know, how can you really rely on his health and him being in shape too? Now, when he was playing this year, he had, he had, a, he had a good season before he got injured, but there's a lot of question marks there. So, um, X, XD underscore Zaytoven says, B Scott, can we get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. Good God. Thank you. Time to rebuild, baby. Let's get it. Yes, sir. Uh, OBJ to Don. He says, not expecting a lot, but ain't no way I'm doing Tobias in the 2029 pick. Nah, fam. Winger will be fired before he gets going. Yeah, um, so the funny thing is, Michael Winger, when he was with the Clippers, when they traded Blake Griffin, they traded Blake Griffin for, for Tobias Harris, but of course there were some picks involved, Avery Bradley. But, um, yeah, if I if I make that trade with the Sixers, then, yeah, Maxie's got to be involved, but the Sixers are saying no to Maxie, to giving up Maxie. So it, it's just tough. It looks like the Sixers are off the, off the board at this point until maybe they change their minds before the draft or if the trade lingers after the draft, which I hope it happens before the draft. But if it lingers after the draft and we get to the trade deadline and Joel Embiid, because Joel Embiid reportedly wanted to play with Bradley Bill before he got hurt before the trade deadline last year. So, um, but yeah, I'm not trading for Tobias in a, in a first round pick and Cork Moss and uh, some other guys. I, I definitely want Maxine. I deal for sure. Yeah. I mean, 
they're not gonna give a max, man. <laughs> um, it ain't gonna happen, man. But I mean, you guys gotta understand too that getting an expiring deal is gonna be the sweetest part of the deal because you're not gonna get too much. You know, Tobias Harris, I get it, he's just not that guy anymore at his age, but he's an aspiring deal. You know, getting Bradley Bill's contract off the books is the sweetest part of this deal because you have more flexibility. You know, what you know, you just got more flexibility. You're going forward with a rebuilding team with cap space. So, I mean, that's the blessing behind the deal is just getting his contract off the books. So, I mean, I wouldn't be too upset with Tobias. I mean, I get it. He's not that guy. But if we're rebuilding, we can go through one year of <laughs> Tobias. Just, you know what I mean? It's an aspiring deal. So. Yeah, Tobias, we would probably we would try to flip him. Uh, same thing with Tyler Hero. I don't think he would stay on the roster that long. He's not a building piece. And then Duncan Robinson, we would probably try to yeah. uh, flip him as well. Um, let's see here. Kevin Abru. So somebody um, tagged us on Twitter about that, too, about OKC being a possible destination for Bradley Bill. I just don't think I, I highly doubt Brad wants to go to OKC. I think he says no to that because he wants to be in a big market. I think you're looking at New York or L.A. or Miami. Um, and just looking at where his family wants to, where I I, I, I would assume where his family wants to live. I, I'm not sure if they want to go to OKC, even though OKC, it's not it's not a bad city. It's a nice city. But I, I think he wants to go to a more popular uh, big media market. And then also, I, I think OKC says no to that, too. Um, I think they kind of want to build with what they have right now. I think they want to see what they got in Chad and Shay and uh, Giddy and some of the other guys as well. So I don't think they, they do have an abundance of first round picks, but I, I don't see them trading for Bradley. Nah, but I'll, I'll tell Brad this, man. Be careful what you wish for. You think this fan base is bad? I right, go to Philly and New York, man. Go ahead. You stink it up in New York and Philly, man. Look, a whole nother situation as far as what you're going to hear on the side of the court, man. I'm just I'm trying to tell you. But, yeah, I mean, any deal, I just say, I don't think we're going to be happy with the deal. Nobody's going to be happy. It's not going to be a glorious deal, man. It's just getting his contract out of the books is going to be the biggest key. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, OBJ to Don. That was a funny comment. Uh, Michael Pullen says, KP from my country. So I don't know this franchise isn't going to rebuild and send Bill off. Then I want uh, Bill to leave. I do think they're going to rebuild. Um, I think it's time. I just think this front office, I think they want to they want to have uh, full control and uh, full autonomy. Um, so Kato Red says, Porzingis and Kuzma need to go as well, rebuild from the top to the bottom of the roster. Take only young players and draft picks in return. Now, there was a report saying that um, – Kuzma, the Pacers are interested in Kyle Kuzma. We'll probably talk a little bit more about that on uh, for Monday's episode or sometime next week. But uh, just looking at some of the guys that the Pacers have, I got to look at their picks too and just do a little bit more uh, of a deep dive of what the Pacers have. But um, that that to me is intriguing too. I think there's going to be a lot of teams that want Kuz, so I think there's going to be. I think we're going to get some good value for for Kyle Kuzma for sure. Oh, absolutely, Kyle Kuzma got some value. I mean, he is definitely a sign and trade candidate. Absolutely. But KP, I think, you know, there is smoke to the fire as far as him uh, going into his player option, too, because that makes sense. Likely that he's going to be moved. So I think, you know, all the dominoes are being set up, man, to fall. I think I really do. I think a lot of these moves are going to get done before the draft or free agency opens, man. So and that's another thing I like about this front office is that they're getting everything set up. You know, you know, Tommy waited, you know, waits forever. I mean, you look at the trade deadline. He ain't make a move. And then the year prior, he waited till the last minute. I mean, he just waited till the last move. The last moment to do everything. This mm. front office is getting it done. They're looking at their options now. So you're already seeing a big improvement just from a front office standpoint with this team. Right. 
Um, so the report came from Massey Evan about the Pacers. Um, he was featured on ESPN and Forbes as well. So that's the report on that. Uh, we'll read a couple more comments and then we'll wrap it up. Um, Keyshawn Bernardo basically is reiterating what we said. The Wizards aren't going to get the value they would have gotten had they traded him years ago. Trading him now is about starting over and getting off the contract. Yeah, and that's what it's going to be. So when we get on here and react to the trade, when it does happen in the future, I'm not going to be upset because I already know it is what it is on it. We're not going to get the, the return that we really want. Um, and the fact that Bill can can veto a trade if he doesn't like the package that's coming back. So I, 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 Michael Winger and Dawkins and Schlank, if the return is not what the fan base likes, I'm not going to ding them for this. I'm not going to ding them for that. Um, of course, it's easy to, but I understand. You got to understand the circumstances that they're under. So they're not going to get the the great trade package that everybody wants, like it's NBA 2K. You know, So they're working with their hands tied here. Uh, because of what Tommy Shepard and Taylor has decided to do with Bradley Bill. Yep, I am. I'm in agreement, man. You're, you're I don't want like it to be. I don't want it to be just g- the trash or garbage like Fournier and Derrick Rose coming back. But yeah, it's got to be something better than that. But I understand if it's like a mid mid tier trade, mm-hmm. then I, I get it. Yeah, I mean, I just want a you know a young guy. You know, I want a, some kind of assets, man. You know, I, I'm not. I'm with you. I'm not behind Fournier and D Rose. That's why I think you know Miami is just. I get it. A lot of you guys aren't high on hero. And that's what I'm saying. He can be flipped. You know, it's not to say he's a long-term piece here in DC, but that's the thing, you know, get assets that you can turn around and flip. That's a biggest thing too. So I think he'd definitely be a candidate to be flipped at the deadline, but you just, nobody's going to be happy. It's just, it's a very unfortunate situation, man, because now you see how much damage has just been done, man. It's, it's just, wow. Mm. Yeah. BJ 52. Yeah, we get it. That's, that's mm. basically what we just said. He says, bros to move Brad is mostly salary relief, not trade value. Let the new front office yep. worry about value. Remember they're playing chestnut checkers. Yeah. So we get that at the same time. We just said the same thing. Uh, but of course you, you don't want to have one of the re- worst returns uh, as well. So you kind of want to do both at the same time. You do want to get some young talent, a couple picks in here um, and then move on. And OBJ to Dawn says, that's why I rather wait till the trade deadline when teams are desperate, giving up a player that can be the final piece to a chip for crumbs. Is crippling so and that's option two, but I'm personally I'm just ready to just be over with it and move on. But if that is the best move and the Sixers get desperate and they're willing to give up more at that point, then yeah, you would be rewarded. So what are your thoughts on that, Brandon? If there's anything else you want to read, then we can wrap Yeah, up. I don't these it it's not gonna wait to the deadline, man. Damage mm-hmm. is already done. I mean, they've already they've already put it in motion. You know, this mm-hmm. is what the expectations are. I mean, I don't see why it, I don't see where it benefits to wait, man. You know, because why why sit on it? It's known that, you know, if you're going to make that move, you got to make it now. If you're going to start with a clean slate, you need to do it now. Don't wait on it because it's just it, it doesn't benefit anybody involved. You know, just wait on it because he's already he, he's already going to have the attitude where, you know, I'm, I'm I got one foot out the door anyways. So, I mean, what kind of production you'll get? I just not nah, just go ahead and trade him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just wrap it up, get it over with. For sure. All right. So we just want to thank you guys for making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you guys get a podcast. Make sure you guys check out the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft for every day. Tomorrow, next week, we'll definitely be breaking down the draft. And who knows? Maybe over the weekend, we'll see uh, some movement, man. We just never know. We never know. So but thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you guys subscribe and hit the notification bell. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. You are 